bullshit, it's all just dumb gay politics. America's gotten kinda whack, but we're not gonna let it go down like that, cause we got a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. We probably don't have all the facts, but we got opinions and we'll probably backtrack. That's why it's a dumb gay podcast, a dumb gay political podcast. Ooh, it's all shit, it's all shit. It's all shit. It's all shit. I mean, are we gonna die? I don't know. I, I, you're extreme. I am extreme. It's all shit. Uh uh. This shit is bananas. B A A A N A S. This shit is Trumpanas. T R U M P A N A N A S. What? I don't know. I don't even know. Hey everybody, welcome to Dumb Gay Politics, I'm Julie. And I'm Brandy. And uh, this is the podcast where we talk about the week in politics, like we're talking about the week in sailing. <laughs> in sailing reality TV. Yeah. And we're in Italy, bitch. We're on the boat now. We're on the boat now. But before we got here, we were keeping it really real on the streets of Rome, okay? <laughs> Getting a little Roman's revenge on every bitch, keeping us up in our feelings. <laughs> Savage. Savage on the streets of Rome, like, Savage like on the streets nobody's of Rome. fucking business. We um, don't care. We don't play. And we're at the epicenter of, of the pedophile. Well, that was crazy. Because yeah. we never thought that, that would happen. No. Because here we are, just minding <laughs> our own business, trying to have a bite of Tagliatelle Tony. <laughs> uh-huh. Having maybe a drink. You know what I mean? One glass of rosé. One classy glass. Yeah. Um, I'm also enjoying... I love how Italians smoke everywhere. Yes, you're smoking so every I'll do flat it. surface there I, is. That's fine. <laughs> I gotta, like, needs, you know, <laughs> you gotta just get into it. Uh, and, um, and what was I gonna say? About the pedophiles. Oh, right. So there we were, just, you know, mind, doing our Roman life, and then all of a sudden, this, this thing, this thing explodes. And we're in Rome. Yep, and the Pope's making announcements. And it's all about Pennsylvania and the pedophile ring. Had we been had we been able to stay one more day, we could have walked down to Vatican City and yep. been like, "Excuse, uh, uh, I have a question, please." Yeah, uh, I definitely would have been playing it off like I was an American. Oh no! Excuse, 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 excuse. boy, me. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? He was out there talking about the priests and how they were all the pedophiles and. You know, apparently, he, he, you know, it's, and it's ter- just terrible. It really he is. He said it's just terrible. <laughs> but, of course, as we know, uh, the Pope and the Catholic Church is apparently um, the biggest pedophile sex crime ring that's ever been happened yeah. in the history of the world. It's a full-on organized pedophile ring, like making fake Pizzagate look like oh, my something God. called Pizzagate. Yeah, exactly. This is like a real, Exa- like, skulls combined with sex slaves, and it's, it's beyond, and... Um, and we're right here. We're in Rome, right in the middle of the shit. Now, granted, of course, you know, as we know, Romans lived a very, very sexy, very sexual life, and you know, to for, and and you can't deny uh, human beings in general. Men loved fucking their kids uh, back <laughs> in the day, and uh, anyone and little boys, they did. That's just you can't. That's just fact. So yeah. we had to evolve out of that, and then we did. But you know who didn't? Uh, were priests. So. And suddenly we heard there's all kinds of, like, some kind of system they had with, with sizes of crosses. Oh, right, right, that would, would indicate right. how ready the boys were, how prepped they were. They I think there was young girls, too. Fucked up. Like, but it's, we're not going to do it as the eye of the shitstorm because 
it's too much. It's it's dicey territory. It's quicksand <laughs> of offending people. And right. I have two friends now, um, Jessica and my friend Anne, that are uh-huh. like, I mean, I don't know about, about Anne, but she certainly had a Catholic wedding that took 50,000 hours, right, oh. Anne? Um, <laughs> so, and so did Jessica. So they're sort of practicing Catholics. And I so I feel like, you know, there are people trying to um, – fight the good fight i don't know it's, yeah it's, well for i think me, i feel any... like you got to get out of there but right but. well i think for people who grew up in in and in, in jews every religion has it every we can't say that every religion does have pedophiles <laughs> okay. and every religion does have rape and every religion yes. is does subjugate women so we have okay. that that's that's a given and every single person every one of us who's in a religion has to come to terms with the fact that our religion is based in at least, at the very least, raping women. Okay. At so, <laughs> the very least. At the very and boy, least. Boy, that's not even a big deal. No. So, and, oh, please, that's nothing. That's Norman. That's that's just, a good point. So that's that's fact. No one can. You can't call us and say that's not true. <laughs> that is in fact a fact. So also, okay. thank God you don't have our number because, geez, <laughs> if we offended people with Peroni's disease on the Patreon, we're really gonna offend with this. Take your bent dick and leave me the fuck alone. <laughs> Write me as many letters as you want. I don't care. Now. With this, it's like, yeah, you grew up in a thing. You like, there's there's wonderful things to, to be had from your religion of your choice that begun from yes. raping women. So, uh, yes. such as the Catholic Church. Now, the Catholic Church, the Catholic Church has a very sordid past. Yes. And not just with pedophiles, but with lots of killing. Yes. Lots and lots of stealing. Lots and lots of power grabbing. Yes. There's a lot, a lot of dark, 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 dark history with the Catholic Church. So money hoarding. Oh, I mean, that's their land. the whole reason for making priests um, to make priests celibate was in order to collect land and to collect money. So that whole everyone who thinks, oh, my God, you know, they're so they're so, you know, the celibacy is all about the spirituality. And about no, 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 no. It was basically so that the church could collect that person's um, land and money. So it's got nothing to do with anything but that. Now, uh, I mean, so. Yeah, do you like the pomp and circumstance? You like being in a beautiful yeah, cathedral? Fellowship and, you like and fellowship. Some people like God, probably, yes, and Jesus and stuff. People, oh. Sure. And you know what? Jesus was a cool dude. Yeah, nothing he was wrong, a cool nothing dude. Nothing wrong with the G's. So that's nice. And he was a Jew. And, and then he was... And then he was a Jew. And then he was a Jew. So, you know, there's there's a lot of great things to be had, but the fact of the matter is that the Catholic Church is run I, like, like said, a business. Every religion began with subjugation of women. And that's really that is true. here. That's right, and that is the truth. And you could name me one religion that hasn't, and you'll—I'll go ahead and let you know how wrong you are. Um, okay, so <laughs> we want—I want to thank everyone um, who joined the Patreon this week. Uh-huh. We got a lot of new members, and we had actually a lot of regular members that increased their pledges for some reason. That was nice. Did they feel bad for us? Yeah, I guess our—I think that our sobriety-induced <laughs> depression scared everyone, so they started throwing tons of money at us, mm. and um, that was one upside. That was. <laughs> So thank That's not you. terrible. Yeah. It isn't horrible. People are like, oh, fuck. They're going to stop this Patreon. Don't worry, yeah, everyone. Don't worry. Don't you worry. Until we get jobs, <laughs> we'll still do the Patreon. Right. And we'll probably still even do it after that. Yeah. So, hey, you know what? Um, The girl that does Insecure on HBO. She keeps her Patreon. She does her Patreon. Yeah, well, you know, the thing with the Patreon is like, it's not just, it's not just keeping the, it's not just paying the bills. It's not just, uh having that but we've definitely created a little community, community that would certainly be very 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 challenging to let go of yes. so it's you know 
Um, and we're CEOs, we're entrepreneurs of our community. <laughs> and you no know, matter, and the girl on Secure knows this: at any moment, that dumb show could get canceled. That's she right. Needs her, she needs her people that were there for her. HBO is not there for you, girl. And no, you know that. no, absolutely not. Um, so we got our first official Fran contribution to the Drug Den Bulletin Board. If you yes, recall, I do recall before we flew away from yes. LA. Uh huh. So Brian Layton sent us a gift box of all super cute, yes. very baller sundries, very bar- like a rich gay sundry box. Yes, it was like a Wonder Woman mug and a Wonder Woman thing, and then a cute cocktail thing maker and Champ- lots of cute things. Yeah, champagne gummy bears. Yeah, like hardbound books, like notebooks. Oh, and to you write know we in. love notebooks. Yes. So um. He sent a picture with his name on it for the bulletin board in the drug den um, of him and his, I think, was it Bulldogs? Uh, mm-hmm. Nigel. Nigel and Kiwi. Yes. Mm-hmm. So so Big Bri will be the first one to go on the bulletin board uh-huh. along with, you know, Andione's horse, Harry. Right, Harry. Yeah. So, and we got <laughs> and we got Evan Knox in the, in oh, the, that's a good in one. the Lady Gaga hat. Uh-huh. So yep. you guys send your pics. You can, if you want, yep. you you can email them, but I don't think we'll print them out. Yeah, I'd rather not waste <laughs> waste the ink. I don't you know. So. I'd rather not waste yeah. the ink. Just send them on. You print them out and mail yeah. them. <clears throat> There's nothing like getting a picture in the mail. You know what I mean? Yeah. Opening up a letter. And we you want know what put I mean? your name on the front. Brian didn't put his name on the front. We will write it with a sharpie. Cause, yeah. Oh no, you're gonna do label maker. I'm doing label maker. Okay, so you can write your picture on the back if you want. We'll do the label maker to um, put the name on the front because we want to. You know, we want we want names of faces. Exactly. Know? So that when you look at the bulletin board, you know exactly who's who. So then when we take the red string. To string through for the killing for when the crime yeah. scene comes. Yeah, you know and if mean? you want to send a picture from high school, if that's when you peak, that's fine. You do that. That's you do fine. that. You send a picture from when you were tops. Oh, I would send if I was sending in a picture to us, I'd send from third grade probably. Oh, okay. Well, I'd send twenty eight. Um, your wow. picture from third grade is cute. Yeah, isn't it like your picture on the um, on Venmo? Oh, oh yeah, that's that, that's a little that. older. I'll be, that's a little. That. That. Um, okay, well, um, it's not, it's, it's the younger, it's younger than that, but okay. yeah, it's when my neck really developed a real muscly tone. Mm, okay, well, you know we'll, we'll be mean? making it, a, we're going to be changing it anyway, so. Okay, all right. Um, okay, let's get to Eye of the Shit Storm. She takes some shit, put it up on the wall, check it out for a while. She take that shit up off of the wall, put it down on the floor in a glass bowl. You take some fuck, put it up on the wall where the shit used to be. All right. So this week there are, oh, I mean, there are pedophile shitstorms and Paul Manafort impending verdict shitstorms and Omarosa secret tape shitstorms, but we are on a European cruise and that's giving us an international perspective on an old American problem that only seems to be getting worse thanks to the Trump administration and Fox News. It's called xenophobia shitstorm. Now, I heard xenophobia like batted around a lot during the election and Mm -hmm. I just... To be quite frank, I mean, I could figure it out. Yeah. But I didn't really know what it meant. Did you think it was um, Xena Princess? The princess Warrior? Uh-huh. Xenophobia? <laughs> like, basically. <laughs> I thought it was just... Yeah, I thought it was ba- just racism, basically. Uh-huh. But, but, like, I mean... it, like, you know... But um, it's defined as an intense or irrational dislike or fear of people from other countries. Mm-hmm. Okay? So... Fox News has taken the old embers of racism and discrimination burning within its viewers and fanned the flame into a full-blown backdraft of xenophobia. <laughs> and they don't fucking stop. No, and every single day, every single newscast, for almost two decades, they've slowly and subtly brainwashed their audience into an army of asshole racists. 
The effort tripled and got a less, little less subtle for the eight years Obama was in office. And now we have Trump and his brainwashed army. And we're in a full-on culture war. Yep. Full-blown cu- I culture I mean, full. War. Yeah. It's uh, happening. If you knew? don't know what's happening, then you wake the fuck on up. So at this point... Wake up, white people! <laughs> <laughs> every people. Uh, we're exactly. So at this point, the two media companies destroying America are as follows. Facebook and Fox News. <laughs> and it's not about different opinions or Republican and Democrat. It's about enraging and instigating hate and violence. And people having a place to go to ramp up this sort of narrative instead of having to cower in the shadows in white hoods in person to protect their identities. Yeah. And if you're rolling your eyes because you think we're being dramatic... Because maybe your husband or dad or grandpa or grandma watch Fox News and you think it's just it's just the anti-MSNBC. Well, you're wrong. You're dead motherfucking wrong. <laughs> and Laura Ingram proved it last week on her show. She did an 11-minute segment on immigration and how the left is changing America. We're going to play you just 30 seconds of it and prove that um, it is a big deal what Fox News is doing. It's, it's, it's a huge fucking deal, in fact. Get ready to have your mind absolutely blown. Some parts of the country, it does seem like the America that we know and love doesn't exist anymore. Massive demographic changes have been foisted upon the American people. And they're changes that none of us ever voted for and most of us don't like. From Virginia to California, we see stark examples of how radically, in some ways, the country has changed. Now, much of this is related to both illegal and in some cases, legal immigration that, of course, progressives love. Oh, God. Now, none of us ever voted for it. We never voted on this. What's annoying about her particularly is why aren't you saying exactly, 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 exactly what you mean? Like, you're using these words as if it's um, political talk or it's some sort of legal... We're enraptured in some legal precedents and whatever. And it's like, basically, she just said, America is becoming less and less white and we don't like it. And we hate that these immigrants from all these other countries are coming here and it grosses us out and we hate it. And we we didn't get a chance to to vote on it. And we're not getting our rights. We don't get to vote. And to to vote on what? Yeah. Forced on us. Like to vote on what? And that's all part of the brainwash. The whole, what you're, what you're saying, what you're picking up is like, it's all like, words and indicators to brainwash people like we didn't vote on that thing forced on us right and it's like images in the background of like cornfields yes 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 fucking i'm surprised wonder bread didn't float through the screen yeah and like saltines and they don't show any people's faces they don't show it's not like they're showing boats of people coming over no it's not boats of people from ellis island apparently did who did and and by the way nobody votes on that no, Nobody's and also voting. a lot of white people showed on up. Has anyone seen Gangs of New York? Because that's where I get my history. Well, that's what that. I'm saying. Yeah, remember, <laughs> that was a lot of white remember people. Remember after World War II? Remember, <laughs> I remember that after the 1800s? Remember how all of our grand, great-great-grandparents came here from Ireland and Russia and fucking wherever the fuck they're from? Like, yeah, America w- w- existed. People immigrated from Britain to go to America. Yeah, exactly. Like the the land didn't, and then fine. The Native Americans were here, and then the white people came and fucking killed all them, and right took it over, took took the land over. But the fact of the matter is, what you're what you're romancing the light fantastic about white people? They were the ones who came from Britain. They left Britain to immigrate to America. Go back to England. Yeah, go to England, Laura Ingram. Go to England, or go to Ireland. Go back to Sweden or wherever the fuck your Scandinavian ass is from, loser. Yeah. And, like, it's just 
I, I was, uh, we were both, that was, on the, to me, we both looked at each other, we saw this last week before we left town, and we looked at each other, like, straight up, straight up, like, Nazi Germany. Yeah. Like, it was. Exactly. And I know, we're used to it now, because we've heard it 500 times, but for you guys that are first hearing that, like, that was on TV. She's, Fox News is And it's in not Alex it's, Jones, it's not on a website, yeah, no. it's not, it's on Fox. Yeah, and primetime Fox. Fox News is in bed with the Trump administration. They they meet regularly with the Trump administration. We know that Sean Hannity is good friends with Trump. Right. They, Laura Ingram was up to be the press secretary. Like, they all talk to Trump. They right. all talk to that. All of his aides, they all are in contact. The agenda is being immediately pulled over to Fox News, who's then putting it up. And the, that should, I mean, I really do believe that Facebook and Fox News, I mean, I don't even care if it's like Nazi Germany. They need to be done for. They need yeah. to be done. Privatized companies that need to be straight up, like, pulled off the air. They're, they're, it's pathetic. You, it's crazy. It is crazy. And the fact that Facebook is allowing, I guess Facebook just needs to be shut. We just need to f- shut down Facebook. And Fox News. Well, and Fox News, <laughs> obviously. Facebook just needs to go. Fake Facebook completely needs to go. Completely. I mean, really, if you think about it, I'm thinking about my own Facebook right now. Like, what would I miss? Promoting shows. Well, besides yeah. that. But for a regular person. But that's think it. Of regular people. Okay, let's say my mom. My hi, mom. Okay. Let's say you're on Facebook. <laughs> Maybe she likes to see pictures of people's kids. Yeah, okay. I mean, I don't. Well, no. No. But, okay, uh, posting pictures from the march she went to or her friends or whatever. But at the end of the day, like, they can email those to you. They can email. And I do like seeing pictures of babies, but I like them when they're sent to me. <laughs> well, yeah, that's what I'm I saying. special. Like, if somebody sends you the picture, yeah. it's one thing. So I'm just thinking of the things. Like my friend Jarrell. Really... He knows I'm not on Facebook. So he always has to send me pictures of his son, Kingston. Uh-huh. And he also has to tell me when anyone we know has died. Like, he'll be like, girl, oh. did you hear about that PA? And I'm like, no. And he's like, I know you're not on Facebook. Dude, she died. And I'm like, the fuck? Like that. So, oh. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's older. You know, it's like it's like 2005 mm. communication. But I think everyone would be okay. <laughs> I think so, too. Uh, I think they'd even, be better. Even you a- can go on Thurstagram. Stay on Thurstagram. <laughs> Facebook owns that anyway. He won't go under. Maybe I should really get rid of Facebook. We wouldn't have our Facebook fan page. <laughs> oh, no. Then you guys all have to join the Patreon. All the Facebook fan page oh, people. Oh, right. Oof, this could be a real bold move. Yeah, it could be. It's, this could be a real bold move. I do think, though, that them and, hmm, and, and Fox are are ruining America. And it's like, it's yeah. we're, we're in for it. We're about to have Civil War Part Two, Rise of the Gays, you know? Well, it's, <laughs> yeah, except that it's like, that's like rise of gross white Nazis against rise of, it's so gross. It's so gross. The it's fact so that there awful. was they're, even. They're, they're so they're so the thing is they're white trash they're not even like right it's not like they're like some educated like wealthy no, sex that's like we can't have you know our waters being muddied down with these immigrants it's like you're trash you're bottom feeder grody garbage meth heads no yeah. one even wants you yeah you're no right. one fucking wants you what group would they be in divergent <laughs> oh the, the the garbage meth heads yeah oh um because it would huh. be because it would be um <laughs> What are they called? I mean, it's so divergent. Many. It's I can't remember. Yeah, now. we can't remember any of them. But just okay, I just I'll just put that out there. Okay. If one, if anyone has an idea for what they could be in divergent, you know what I mean? Yeah, I love divergent. I know that's what I'm saying. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. Okay, well now it's time um, to hear from Anne because she read a book in two days. Read a book. Read a book. Read a motherfucking book. Read a book. Read a book. Read a motherfucking book. Read a book. Read a book. Fucking book. Read a book, read a book, read a motherfucking book. R-E-A-D-A-B-O-O-K-A-D-A-B-O-O-K-A-D-A-B-O-O-K-A-D-A-B-O-O-K-A-D-A-B-O-O-K-A-
time for our mm-hmm. segment called Anne Read a Book in Two Days. It's only been a few weeks since Anne read Sean Spicer's garbage book for us, but this Omarosa book could not be ignored, girl. Okay, so I'm now going to recycle her intro for the fourth time and the second time <laughs> and in, the less, fifth time. <laughs> in less than a month. Um, okay, Anne is one of my oldest and best friends. I've mentioned her on the show a million times, and even her husband, Mike, who has the same birthday as George Clooney. They have a son named Nicholas that I will happily raise as my own if they ever die in a tragic shark attack or something such as. Now, not only is she uh, a close part of our family, she's also a good friend to the show. She's she's, she's drinking. She's one of the original. (laughs) This intro's so boring to me at this point. And the world. There might be some new listeners, Anne, that that need this intro, okay? We do get one a week. That was like they don't care about coffee. my credentials. I don't know. She's trying to eat her eggs. Okay, original fourteen <laughs> listeners of DGP and a Patreon subscriber, but that's not why we chose her. We chose her because she's hilarious and exceptionally smart, and one of the only people we know who could read a three hundred and fifty-page non-fiction book in two days. And this time, she read famous reality villain and former White House aide Omarosa Manigault Newman's new juicy as fuck book, Unhinged. Hey, Anne. Hey, guys. Yeah. <clears throat> okay, I want to clarify <clears throat> for the Gers and Burrs first, something that we said last week, So, and I know you probably already know this from reading the book. So after Omarosa was fired, she was offered a job on the 2020 Trump campaign. It was like a fake job where, yes. they, where they offered her 15 k to sign an aggressively restricting non-disclosure agreement. So I said, yeah. Julie and I said that it was a $15,000 payout, and it turned out, like upon research that it was $15,000 a month. Correct. Which yeah. Had, which ended up meaning she would make what she made in the White House, which was quite a bit of money. She was paid like the highest salary in the White House, right? Or what? Yes. Of, of yeah. The, so of, it, it of was going to be like 180000 So I just wanted to, to clarify that only because it really does show that she did sacrifice something in order to like expose this. Whether she thought, fuck 180 G's, I'm going to go make um, a million or who knows what she thought monetarily it was possible. She also did take a risk because I know a lot of us, including me, I'd go, I'm going to take the steady job where I and Sean Spicer. Well, that's actually fake and I can just sit on at home and, you know, watch you porn and, and, and big brother. So Mm -hmm. I do think she took a risk in order to expose this. And I wanted to say that. Well, I think she was playing the long game. I don't know how much of a risk it was. I think she was, she's, she's like, okay, just playing the long game. Well, and I'll, but you do know it's a bit of a risk to, I mean, cause they could just fucking court martial her and throw her out in jail for some of this shit, right? At a certain point. I don't know. We'll see. So you think the long game was that she was like, okay, that's fine. You can try and give me a 15000 a month, okay, hon? But um, <laughs> I'm going to go ahead yeah. and expose all your videos and your tapes, right? Okay? I think like, so. I think that she, yeah, think, uh, she the money. had an agenda. Okay, well, yeah. I wonder how that book let's start with the racist shit, okay? Where do you want to start? I okay. mean, because the book, I know the book was long and good, and you did text me at one point that there was something good on every single page. I will say. I mean, I, look, I know between all of us, yeah, Amorosa self serving she's an opportunist complicit stunt queen all, we know we all know that but that said it's i loved reading this book it was so, <laughs> i'm so happy it was you so find, fun like it was a good i was like Whoa, what's she gonna say now it was good it was it was an entertaining read good and good for her yeah so let's yeah hit, let's hit the racist shit right off the top since that's okay. what we sort of talked about last week and that's yeah it that's really what's important here yeah if, if anything is well 
for one, I mean, she the, she kind of opens a little bit on on the book and talks about this N-word tape that may or may not exist. But to me, that was kind of the least interesting thing in the in the book because I mean, if you have a brain in your head, yes, of course he said that. Of co- I'm sure there's a tape of it. None of that is shocking information to me. But for her, it kind of shaped the narrative of the book where she could kind of say, oh, he's never been racist towards me. He's never said anything in front of me. But the existence of this tape would solidify, you know, her belief that he's a racist. Did, so I think she, did, her, she, did she say he's never stu- Because obviously even talking shit about yeah. Obama. Can- yeah, he said things in front of her that made her question things. But she says directly to her, no, he, he was never and then made a racist say, remark about her to her. And by the way, just I can I say that's the sign of a classic mm. racist of that age. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, uh, I love Tiger Woods and then be racist. And it's like, that yeah. doesn't count. And then in front right. of Tiger Woods would be like, can you believe those? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 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 Yes. But I think she uses that kind of as a device to, to say, well, I didn't know. And I was caught up in this, you know, this this Trump world cloud and I, you know, saw the signs in front of me, but I never wanted to believe them. So did she say what he said around her that wasn't to her that was racist? Racist? Yeah. Well, I mean, she said a lot of times he used he did around her use the term when he was talking about black people. Those people. He'd use that term. <laughs> those people a lot. <laughs> Wow. And like, <laughs> oh my god wow. okay yeah so but to him that was you know well those people and he's i think at one point he was like you know the blacks they love me she's like you don't say uh, um, and didn't he call kellyanne conway's husband like a flip or some kind of oh, filipino called, yeah so he full he said about kellyanne Con- so her husband is filipino well i had no and idea and it did knock me over with a feather i didn't either yeah so i guess he had said something about trump that he didn't like and he was like that fucking flip and he called him a goo goo and <laughs> I've never even I'm, I'm unfamiliar with these. Is that a baby? That. Was, the Filipino was the Filipino slurs are. I have never heard that. Looked before. it up. I Me mean, either. I'd never heard, but it, apparently it stands. It's an acronym for fucking little island people, <gasps> which I'd never heard before. What? And I don't know. F- how oh, it's heard F- of that. F L I P. Oh, 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 well, then what is goo goo? I think that's just a. I don't know. Oh, I, mean, I don't either. But I didn't, know, I didn't know Kellyanne Conway was running around with right. 900 half Filipino children. And it's like, apparently she, that really informs how fucking tone deaf she is. Mm-hmm. Wow. The fucking little asshole. Omarosa is not a fan of, of Kellyanne Conway. Who isn't? I'm sorry, Omarosa. Omarosa, oh, she, oh, Omarosa oh. doesn't Omarosa, like Kellyanne Conway. Guys. And does she explain no. as to why she doesn't like the uh, KAC? Yeah. She, well, she calls her a calculated swamp monster a few oh. times. That makes sense. Oh yeah. I mean, that she makes just sense. basically, she sells her stuff out to the highest bidder. She'll do whatever she needs to do to make a buck. That kind of thing. Has no mm-hmm. loyalty. She'll talk. So, you know, it's a little looking in the mirror, but, um, mm-hmm. but she doesn't care for her. She has. Oh, yeah. So she's things. basically describing herself and then saying she doesn't like her. In a way. They yeah. are a lot alike now that you mentioned that. Yeah. As far as just always composed in front of the camera, never. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and Kellyanne Conway did flip on a switch because who was she with? Yeah. Ted Cruz. She was with then, Ted Cruz, yeah, and yeah. then talking shit about Trump, and then all of a sudden she's getting paid by Trump, and she, you know. Well, on that same vein, facts. just because we're on Kellyanne Conway, and I don't know if anyone out there, what does Kellyanne Conway even do? She's just an advisor too. She's like a top advisor at this point. Yeah, I don't even know what her title is. Yeah, she's some sort of assistant to the president in probably communications or something. 
Um, well, a lot of people accuse Kellyanne Conway of being the leaker. And since this book, I've been thinking it's Omarosa. Does she talk about the leaks at all? In the she book? does. She does talk about the leaks and how essentially everybody has accused everybody of leaking with the exception of her, which they found funny. <laughs> She's like, nobody thought I was leaking. And she said she wasn't. She said she wasn't leaking at the time. Lord knows she was recording everything the whole time. But um, she didn't leak any of it. She says that she said Ivanka was leaking. She said everybody had oh, kind leaking. of their person that they would leak to. And it yeah, got maybe, so maybe bad. No, none of the press was even coming wow. for Omarosa, maybe. And that was why she wasn't yeah. leaking. Oh. But I mean, no, the, she was just, I know yeah, that recording. We did hear that. He about about his his cable news obsession and all that, and that did get leaked, and she was a big part of that, right? Like, yeah, getting him his clips and his. Well, yeah. So, so with that, and a lot of things. So, from Fire and Fury, she kind of um, corroborates a lot of what was in that book. Not everything, but a good amount of the things that we learned in that book actually ended up being true about what? his obsession with watching TV constantly, being lonely and isolated. Um, what know, about illiterate? Did she say anything about that? Yeah, yeah. She said, well, she said that he reads at an eighth or ninth grade level. <laughs> she says that that's. She said that it's always been that way, and she actually she said that she would go on the record to say that he's never read from beginning to end any of the major pieces of legislation policies or the executive orders he signed. He really only has a surface level understanding of anything he's signing or kind of reading. She says, you know, he has no kind of reading comprehension and he's been that way always and he's relied on his charisma and his advisors and yeah the people around kind of like what's in the paperwork what's in the fine print and that he just really isn't equipped to kind of make basic skills uh for crucial decisions like he just doesn't what about like the fast food and tell us everything that she's that she corroborated from fire and fury yeah so yeah always eating fast food sitting alone watching all of the tvs all of the time drinking diet coke (laughs) Um, yeah, didn't she say he drinks like 19 cans of Coke, Diet Coke like a day? Said, I think she said like a minimum of eight. Like he's just constantly, he's just a mess. He eats poorly. He sits around. He um, watches uh, television. Just, that just constantly. reminds me of high school when everybody was just drinking Diet Coke all day in high school. Yeah, it's like, Diet Co- yeah all day long. Um, and she did say, so what's funny is, and it, and it said in Fire and Fury also, was that the the team, the communications team, like Spicer and, and Priebus and everything, would compile, you know, the clips of the of the day and present them to him. But they would only give him the clips of stories that were complimentary. And she even says they're idiots because he's watching television. He sees that he's being criticized constantly. So getting this pile of clips, A, obviously he's not reading, but also B, <laughs> that are just complimentary, he knows isn't even the real story. So what he would do is he would ask her and I think the other people, hey, can you print this out for me? Hey, can you let me, you know, know about what's going on with this story? And so essentially she had to circumvent um, the rest of the team to get him this info, which... Which they hated. I, and they hated that yeah, about her. Well, and also I, th- that, I, think, I think that actually is illegal because there's the presidential, what is it, the Presidential Records Act or whatever, where you every piece of paper that gets presented to the president kind of, it, it needs to be documented. Oh. Uh, and well, then that's what he was talking about. John Kelly, when he said yeah, some major so serious maybe, integrity and violations. I wonder, that. I don't know. I mean, let's, I mean, uh, I don't know, but she, people did not like that. She did that, but she's, her defense was, Hey, it's the president of the United States asking me to do something for him. I'm going to do it. He asked for me to print out the story. I'm going to print out the story for him. 
Oh, I'm with um, that. I'm with that right. 100%. Of course. Yeah. So she would print that. So she was saying how, like, he would rip up papers and aides would have to go and, like, tape the pa- pieces together to save them. Um, but then she said, which was really interesting, she was like, I did see times where he would straight take a note and put it in his pocket. And she said one time she saw him take a note and put it in his mouth and chew it up and swallow it. Yeah. yeah. That, and what what was the note? Yeah, we need to know that story. She, well, she's like... I wonder what was on that, but it was from Michael Cohen, and it must have been some sensitive info. Oh my god! Ate yeah, a piece of paper, and what do you think? He put it in his mouth, chewed up the piece of paper, and then swallowed. And the paper. what's he doing with the pocket of notes going up to his like staples shredder that only <laughs> works every other time? Who knows? Oh yeah, Maybe burning that, saving that for a snack later. Burn- I don't know. <laughs> Burning's good. He's using it as like parm. He has a bowl. <laughs> they think it's all chips, a bowl of chips on the desk, but <laughs> it's just like, notes that Diet he's eating. Coke, paper. All the notes. <laughs> Now, what about the hair system um, and the tanning tea? What's going on there? Okay, So she doesn't mention the hair, but apparently he has a full tanning bed in the White House. Mm. And he tans every morning um, because he thinks it makes him look really good. And <laughs> and it does. Now, did she say oh, if it, it is a standing tanning bed or a laying down one? Because I just she had an epiphany. Say. Well, I had an epiphany the other day that I think it's a standing one. Really? Yeah. The goggles. You don't. How, how do the goggles? How do the goggles I'll work? Tell on, well, the I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. The white rings around his eyes does does line up with with the tanning bed little eye thing. With yes. the, and with the standing, and with standing up one. Now, because I had an experience where I stood and tanned, and when I, I came out, standing one. I, we, we we tan and we tan and Julie sometimes still uses now. Still and Julie's and the okay yeah it, in 2018 we still tan and Julie it uses okay. the standing one because she likes to be a modern gal sometimes. Well, <laughs> I was talked into it, but I'm just saying it that like a coffin, I guess. Well, no, it's awful. It's like an MRI, and I uh, had 3,000 panic attacks inside of it. However, when I came out, and I've only done it once, when I came out about an hour later, <laughs> I was like, uh, 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 oh, this is what Trump does. Because of what the because of how white my eyes were, but you know what the really? tan the tan was glowing, son. The tan was glowing. Yeah, but that's where I get weird. Maybe he's putting makeup on top of it because he's the orange is not from a natural. He's definitely putting bed. makeup on top of it. Did right? she talk about any of the makeup, like like uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, him? Because the, the level of the 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 makeup, it's as if there there's a joke being played on those people. <laughs> I know. No, it's interesting. No. She drew a line in the sand with like that or his hair. In, in like a strange sort of respect thing because it is. Right. Um, yeah. Okay. So before we get to, we're going to go through the people because that's really okay. where we're going to get. I also needed to know this little tidbit. I heard, read that there was an endless supply of pills. Oh, oh yeah. So she was kind of talking about um, Ronnie Jackson, who was the, his, his uh, doctor, or he, I guess he was a white house doctor. And they, I guess I had never heard this before. There's a program that is um, designed where this this doctor is almost like almost like the, like the celebrity doctors that come to your house like car, like you know an a la carte doctor and like Michael Jackson's doctor that killed him yeah Conrad or whoever, Murphy like, or whatever mm-hmm. yeah so this guy would come rolling in and you could go to him for anything you could I have a headache my back hurts I need a I think I need antibiotics whatever yeast whatever infection your was yeah yeast whatever it may be and they would just give you the pills like kind of cart. Nope. Yeah, no prescription. Give you as many as you needed. And no prescription. Even oxy. Anything. Whatever. Any he fucking says, thing. You know, it's called the executive medical program, and it's like for all cabinet members. 
Um, oh, yeah, you can oh. get a prescription for what, right now, from that, the bottle. That's worth that. its price in getting a job there. I'll tell you oh, that yeah, right you now. Yeah, make a doctor feel good. <laughs> well, every one of them was getting Viagra. That's for sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Mitch okay. McConnell is I mean, a that's fucking first pocket full of Viagra. That's the first thing Julie go. thought of. Oh, I'm quite sure. He's fucking taking, they're, take, they're, all, all those guys are popping that shit yeah. like candy. And then Elaine there. Chow is going to the doctor, Conrad Murphy, and going, can you please stop giving Mitch Viagra? <laughs> yes. Yeah. Can and, you say you're out? <laughs> yeah. So, okay. So before we get to the list of people. Yeah. Who did she say she absolutely fucking hates? Her Honestly, the person she hates the most, I think, was Betsy DeVos. Oh, she really had some scathing things to say about Betsy DeVos and was one of them that she was an outright racist. She, well, she did make a make a comment to her where do you remember when she um, went and spoke at I think it was at Howard and oh, she got booed the off students got up and they turned their backs to him and she got booed and Amoris was with her when that happened because Amoris is one of her jobs was she did outreach for she's like, um, if you're going to Howard, I need to go yeah, with yeah. you. That's yeah, my job. That was, she went there and that was her. So she said, you know, she does this speech. She keeps droning on. People are walking out, standing up. It was a total nightmare. And so she says to her, well, how did you think it went? And Betsy DeVos is like, I did great. And Amos is like, <laughs> oh my God. what? And she goes, oh, they just don't get it. They don't have the capacity to understand what we're trying to accomplish. Uh... And so, you know, black students, I guess, are too stupid to understand you know, her agenda. So Amaris is like, mm, okay. Um, but she just goes in on her. She's like, she is completely inadequate. She's oh at one point she's like, she's just as horrible as you suspect she is. She, her, her ignorance is like a travesty. I mean, she really, and she said that Trump was like, she said, she said to the president, like, what's up with this lady? And he's like, Oh, ditzy DeVos. I guess he calls her ditzy DeVos behind her back. And he's like, Oh, she'll be out of here one day. But you know, she's like, obviously he, Trump doesn't care what she does with the school. Well, yeah, he doesn't care about he doesn't care about education or anything like that. He doesn't care about anything except himself. It's funny because there was no one that that liked her. There was no one that liked her. No. Yeah, but apparently she is just a straight up idiot nightmare. Everything is true. I I mean, matter of fact, I believe pretty much everything in in this whole book. (laughs) I was going to say. And Lord knows she has the tapes. Lord knows she has the tapes ready to go on play. Um. Okay, so well, this episode we're recording this this a little early. So this will, we have a few more days for more tapes to come out. The mm-hmm. most recent tape that came out was the was I don't know if it's Lara, I don't know if it's Laura. I think it's Lara. Okay, I Lara, think it's Lara fucking and they're divorced now, aren't they? Isn't no, no Eric and Lara. Eric oh, and Lara's Lara. Eric. Okay, okay. Eric and Lara Bush yeah. Trump are still um, together, and um, yeah. so she, I guess, her job is to call and. Uh, make fake deals with people i don't know exactly why, she is why, why does she have a job Trump do this is, is is like that just shows you the level of just ineptitude like why is she lara we're gonna need you to go ahead and try to bribe amorosa it's just it's, it's oh, bizarre so why is lara why is she you involved think a, at you all think a lawyer would call Ugh. yeah or somebody they yeah, probably couldn't have a lawyer call because it's probably possibly is it any way illegal well they were that? Well, she- I think she's an idiot too, and she probably didn't realize that what she was saying and how she was presenting it can can come across as a bribe. You know what I mean? I think she's, right. Uh, she's just ugh. well. Annoyingly enough, Lara. a lot of the news people on the right side 
still won't admit that it sounds like a payoff of sorts. Like even <laughs> yeah. does it not sound like a payoff? I guess because she's getting a job offer, but she yeah, literally is, called to is, say like, listen, um, will you take you don't have to fifteen thousand right. dollars a month and for you, us to pay you off? And she said, what do you make now? Okay, like trying to match what she still makes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you can hear her with the calculator. And P.S. Right. I'm like this. That's taxpayer money. You're using. Yeah. Oh, oh. Not only that, it's uh, no, it's it's donors. She goes, it's mostly the money from small donors. So these people who are making one dollar a day are who are donating to this Trump campaign. You'd think that would make a wave. Somebody oh, would yeah. be furious so she that made their sure, money was going she made sure to say that. She made sure to yeah. say this isn't coming from you know our budget. This is coming from the Trump campaign budget. And uh, so don't worry, everyone who's listening to this tape uh, two months from now. Right, right, right. This isn't coming from anywhere but an actual, the actual (laughs) fundraising. Yeah. It's it's crazy. Well, but it's interesting about that whole thing, too, is is Amarosa tells a story years before where she had the same kind of thing happen, where um, her brother was murdered. So she was in the the uh going to do the eulogy for her her brother's funeral the national enquirer sent somebody to go and pretend they were a mourner and sit in the in the crowds and then they basically wrote down what she said for the eulogy and said that it was an exclusive interview um what with, with, with the national enquirer and she found out about it and obviously was very upset and said that she was going to sue them and trump gave her a call and said hey you know would please don't sue. You know, they feel really bad. David Pecker called her personally. And what they did was, is they said, if you drop this lawsuit, we're going to give you a job. And it was a, it was the title of West coast editor. (laughs) And that's good. Throw that on your resume. Okay. And she took it and she did it for two years. So that's proof that, you know, those kind of things have worked on her in the past, you know? So why would it shows And that they exist. That's what they do there. Yeah. They say, Hey, you know what, you're going to go ahead and have to just drop this lawsuit. Here's this job. And I'm and sure then, it was a bullshit job where she didn't actually do anything. And, oh, and by the way, that's the what they did with the Playmate. Remember, it was yeah, like, you're going to be the fitness so that's a, contributor. A, you know, yeah. Okay, so they, and they tell us up. before we get to the list of people, what was her, like, did she work with Hillary or, or, or did she work with Obama? What was her past? She never worked with Obama. So she, um, she worked in the Gore vice presidency. Mm. Um as a per- she worked in the personnel department Who and then she went and worked vice president too <laughs> oh, okay sorry uh, and then she doesn't then seem she old went. enough for that she seems i well, mean god what is she 60 you know no she's probably like late 40s well this, she must have been right? quite young to have that job it was like her first job, you know one of her first jobs out of school it's like not a big high up job does she say um, where she then, went to school uh i assume she went to howard i think or she might have gone to howard for her she did but i don't remember i think she might have gone to howard does she have a master's um, yeah. Okay. She's Ju- very well. I mean, she's, wow. she's a smart lady. She's educated. Funnily enough, she's probably, people are always like, why is Omarosa in the White House? She's one of the only people that probably had any kind of credential to actually be there because <laughs> she's worked in the White House. Um, and then she worked for the Clinton office um, the last year of his presidency uh-huh. and also in like the personnel. I wonder why she, could, um, I guess she couldn't get near Obama because of the apprentice had already. Well, she voted for Obama. She's a lifelong Democrat. Um, I know she said that on Celebrity Big Brother, but yeah, she's a life lifelong Democrat, and she was actually campaigning for Hillary Clinton for for two years. 
prior to the everything happening. And and my fear. So what happened was she was working for Hillary Clinton, raising money, um, trying to do African American outreach. Was raising money for two years. She was promised a, a role in um, a role. Didn't get the role, and she was kind of like, hmm, got it. So I think she went to go work for Trump just as a fuck you to Hillary Clinton. Mm. I really do. And well, I also think once he became more of a once he became more of a front runner, that it was like she knew she could go because he said, I believe when he said she cried and begged for a thing. I believe I do believe that. I don't. You don't. I don't. No, because she's the whole their whole relationship, and she even talks about it. They the relationship was was using each other. She used him for power. They exploited each other. He used her as a way to say, look, I'm not a, a racist misogynist. I have, look what I've done for Amorosa. It's a, it's a black woman. And she, also, yeah, and also she could probably convinced him easily, handily with his ninth grade education or his ninth grade, you know, mental abilities to, she manipulated him like, you need someone in the black community. Yeah, <laughs> yeah and, and he Mr. did, Trump. you know, he did. So I think she, she knows how he works because her brain works very similarly. But the difference is, She's smart. She's smarter than he is, and she's one step ahead of him. And that's what we're seeing happen and unfold right now. She's like, "I got your fucking number." Okay. You know, she likes to pretend she's, you know, I, you know, obviously she didn't believe in his cause or anything he had to say. She's a lifelong Democrat, but she does like power. She did want to get in the mix, and she did want to say, "Fuck off, Hillary Clinton. You don't want me. Guess what? I'm going to go with this motherfucker yeah. and take him to the top." So I think that's where she and Trump are very similar. He did the same thing. He wasn't going to run for president. Then he got completely embarrassed at that White House correspondent. That's right. He said, you know what? Fuck right off. I'm going to run for president and I'm going to win. Yeah. So and Hillary, similar in that Hillary way. Clinton does inspire, you know, vindictiveness. Yeah. She really does. And for what? For I, yeah. I mean, you know, but I, th- I think that that was her motivation. It was I'm going to get, you know what? Then I'm going to get a fucking spot in the White House from this guy. Had Hillary you know? not been like that to Obama in those debates, it would be different. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's where she showed her ass. And that's where people were like, oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, we're going to go ahead and do that, too. You fucking meal. So let's get into I'm not going to. OK, so let's hear about Mike Pence. Mm. <laughs> fucking Mike Pence. She's like this motherfucker. Um, first of all, she said that she heard on many occasions people on his staff saying, well, when you're president. Yeah. Like pull slipping up. <laughs> of course. So all our suspicions are true. She goes, you know, he's literally sitting and biding his time, Ugh. waiting until something happens to Trump and he becomes president. And she's like, the way that he stares at him is so disturbing and creepy. Wait, and it, who Mike Pence stares at Trump? Yeah, how Mike Pence at Trump. And she goes, it's weird. And she she said that Trump loves it because he loves being adored. He has he, he has no. <laughs> He doesn't seem to think that's bizarre that a man would gaze at him that way with like such reverence. But meanwhile, Trump's a total phony. He has his pat going on the side. He's literally sitting, twiddling his thumbs, waiting until he can take over. I mean, Mike Pence, the <sighs> so biggest fake. Uh, is he so gross? Yeah, he's is a he, real piece of shit. Who could even yeah. stand to stare and just. Uh, and yeah, so mainly people call him the Stepford Veep around the office. The Stepford what? Stepford Veep. Beep? Oh, beep. 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 I see. And how did he, <laughs> did she say how he treated her? Did she say he was, was he any way like, you know, sexist or just a p- condescending? She didn't call him out in particular, but she did say a lot of senior white men people um, on the staff were demeaning to her. And, and she felt in a, in a racial way too, not just being a woman, but a black woman. Yeah, I mean, my friend says that thing that makes me think of like, okay, little lady. Ew. Yeah. Just that. I wouldn't be surprised. 
Okay, no. now what about Don Jr.? Don Jr., she said, is... Um, I think she actually feels a little bad for him because he is constantly berated by his father, embarrassed, humiliated. Trump's always like, that fucking idiot. Um, he he's terrified of his father. He, he wants to emulate him and the way that he is trying to be a womanizer. I mean, it's, he sounds like just a sad, sad state of affairs, but he's, and she said she knew about the Aubrey O'Day affair too. Um, she did. Yeah. She talked to Aubrey O'Day about it and she's like, he's going to leave his wife. And I'm always like, uh, no, he's not. (laughs) And not for you. And not for you, Aubrey O'Day. And, but, but, but of the children, Don Jr. is sort of like, even though I know I know Ivanka is the favorite, but Don Jr. is the main one of the children, right? Which is why he's getting berated. And or do you think he had? Well, he's a fuck up. I think he does things that he thinks he's helping, and he fucks up. And Trump's like, this fucking. He just he'll never. I don't think he'll ever win in Trump's eyes, but he keeps trying. Is it? What about Eric and Tiffany? Yeah. Um. She actually, true to form, I don't think Tiffany was mentioned once. <laughs> um, really, we don't need to worry about her. Um. Eric, she said, was always lovely to her. He was the nicest one. She says she thinks that he's Melania's favorite. Like he's, oh, um, oh yeah, interesting. He, he was like a perfectly nice person. Lara Trump, she thought was, um, you know, she's very friendly with obviously, um, but she said that Lara would make them, um, all the women on camp on the campaign, dress up in, in dresses and heels all the time, and she'd be like, Trump men require Trump women to look a certain way. So she was like very strict about them having to always look put and they, together. And they do all look like that. And what about yeah. what about Melania? Um Melania. She said that she personally likes her. She thought she was a she's a lovely woman, a good mother. Um, but she She said she was like know, friendly to her and Yeah, very friendly, but you know, she's like obviously she knows everything her husband has done and does do as far as cheating and and all of that. And she said that um, over the course of from when she first met her, when they were kind of dating, married, had the baby to now there that her Trump and Melania's relationship, similar to Fire and Fear, is very cold. They don't really interact much. Um, and she said that she thinks Melania is um, is is punishing him in the way that she wipes his hands away, you know, when he's trying to hold her hand, all of that stuff she thinks is a calculated move for Melania to embarrass him the way he's embarrassed her and she said even right down to her clothing choices she said she thinks she's fun she's punishing him with her fashion which made me laugh you mean um, like with, with i don't like care do you the, or whatever that... she wore yeah that jacket like when she wore the pussy bow shirt um after the pussy tape came out when she wore like a the hillary clinton power suit during one of the debates so all of these little outfit choices she thinks is like a kind of a, a fuck you to her husband that would make sense. I mean, on a stylist's behalf. You yeah. Know. Does he yeah. does he ever see Baron? Baron is she the only she didn't even mention Baron, aside mm-hmm. from how Mel- Melania dotes on him. I think he, he doesn't deal with him much. Okay, so now let's get into yeah. the real fucking creepers, <laughs> Ivanka and Jared. Well, Jared she is is very um he's mentioned very little. But she did say that when Trump first met him he didn't like him and he thought that he seemed a little sweet which i guess is that means gay gay. that means gay (laughs) yeah so he thought he thought that jared might have been gay when when he's a uh, he's a little sweet and you know what he is a little sweet (laughs) 
Yeah. He is a little sweet. He might have been right about that one. And then Ivanka. So this one's good. So um, it's, what's so funny about this way this book is written, she'll be writing blah, 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 talking. And then she'll just drop a full bomb where she said, <laughs> I believe he covets his daughter. Like she flat out says. Covet, covet sexually? Has, yes. That he has <laughs> a bizarre fixation on his daughter. Everybody is uncomfortable with the way that they hug and touch and kiss. She calls him daddy. And she said, in her opinion, based on her observations, that their relationship crosses the line of appropriate father-daughter behavior. And <laughs> Well, didn't, he go, on, didn't that, he go on The View and say, if she, or somewhere Howard. and say, oh, is it Howard? Yeah, if she wasn't my daughter, I'd date her. He would get with his daughter if it wasn't his daughter. She said that not only does she think that that's true, but she thinks that Ivanka exploits that um, to get what she wants. And that she takes his, his obsession with her and uses it to her advantage to get... And wasn't there Basically, something whatever. about him, 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 he's, he like grabs her by the hips or he, oh, well, remember when she, when she spoke at the convention and he kind of held her and like tapped her hips and like a weird, it was, just, you know, kind of, it, it made, it makes people uncomfortable. And she was like, yeah, it makes everybody oh, it was uncomfortable. like they hugged everybody and then he tapped her hip. Like, yeah, it's ugh. a weird, um, and she tells <laughs> a story about how, on the apprentice once and Gene Simmons, who she said, by the way, is the most disgusting misogynist piece of shit she's ever met. <laughs> that um, makes sense. That, you know, yeah, that checks out. He was talking about Ivanka in front of Ivanka to Donald being like, hey, like totally hitting on her, talking about her. I think he was talking about her breasts. I don't know. And Donald's like, yeah, like she said it was there. He's cat calling your daughter in front of you. And he's like ag agreeing with him. So they, it's a, it's a weird relationship, but they said that she, um, Ivanka also is like super thin skinned and can't take a joke. She's like, very similar to her father. After that, remember that SNL sketch where they did the complicit, it was like the perfume. Yeah. Where, like, it was called complicit. She said Ivanka wouldn't sh shut the fuck up about it. Was so upset about it. Couldn't believe that it was made. Look at her. She, she's very thin skinned hmm. and a total asshole. Apparently. So there you go. <laughs> oh. Okay, well, what about... And uses her father's sexual desires about her to her advantage, which is, that is... we need to get some psychiatrists. Yeah, and I guess her it. sweet husband doesn't mind. Um, <laughs> yeah, so what about Sarah Huckabee it. Sanders? Did she say anything about her or, sh or Sean Not Spicer? Not a lot. Not... She's... Poor Sean Spicer. She said that Trump said that he looks like a spokesman for Men's Warehouse. <laughs> that checks out as well. Yeah, and that he was just... I mean, it... You know... I think we've all spent enough time talking about Sean Spicer and how boring he is. Like, she didn't have much to say about him. I don't him. get – I really don't – I would – if I had to guess, though, I really don't get Sarah Huckabee Sanders giving Omarosa the time of day. I mean, because th that whole Huckabee clan seems like, you know, with all due, lightweight racist. And, I'm sure. Oh, my God. Know, lightweight. They're Southern and they're – and I could just see her just avoiding – never even saying a word to Omarosa the entire time she was there. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think a lot of people kind of – discounted her and i think that that probably fueled her to 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 keep doing did whatever she say, did she say in the book why and what when did it start that she started taping things like she didn't just walk she in she doesn't mention taping in the book she doesn't mm. mention anything about the tape oh. she just implies um, she has proof but right? what's interesting to me so in the book she kind of the whole and the, this is the only part that i found disingenuous is she's like excusing his behavior excusing his behavior and she used she kind of used the excuse of they all were in this this cult-like environment and donald trump knew the kind of people to bring in that would kind of worship him and and want to make him proud and 
you know, she was kind of living in this false reality. And then she says, Charlottesville and everything that went down with Charlottesville is what kind of burst this, this bubble around her that made her see that, you know, he really was racist and um, made her start questioning her role and that she was going to try to leave. And so I would understand if maybe at that point when she knew she was going to have an exit strategy, that's when she would start recording. Yet we see with the tape that she released um, where they're talking, where she was with Katrina Pearson talking about the, uh, the N-word tape and how to deal with it. That was in 2016. That was when he was still a candidate. So she's been recording well before, you know, she claims that, that she had this epiphany that she had to, to get right, out. Right. Maybe that's just something she's always done, even from The Apprentice or whatever. Yeah. I don't, you know, you know I don't know. I don't know. I would love to know. I would love to know how she was recording. What was she using? Yeah, that's was what it people are saying. Yeah. Did she have a pen <laughs> speaking to the ring? What was that? Because I don't think she could walk around with her phone and pressing the no. record button. No, she has. She must have had a high tech. Yeah. That's she, what I want to know. She had to have a high tech thing. I'm sure her husband helped her with it. But also, what about recording phone calls? I don't know how was, she had yeah, some special software for that. I don't know. She was, I mean, that's what and I, I want I love that about software. It. I do too. Um, yeah. So what about uh, the mooch? Did she say anything about the mooch? Oh, the mooch. God bless him. <laughs> she said that the mooch was, <laughs> this is a good story about the mooch. She said that he, she said, he's, yes, he's cocky and arrogant, but he's oddly likable, which I think we all heard. And, um, <laughs> but she said that when he got fired, he walked out, out of the office and he went like around the corner to where there were like little cubby cubes and he started crying. And all of the assistants heard. <laughs> Poor all of the assistants heard. Poor and Mooch. One saw and heard the whole thing and said that he has a girly cry and was just in the cube crying. <laughs> Poor Mooch. And you know what? And that makes us know that her, the book that she does have some credibility in the book because he is oddly likable. Yeah. So yeah, I mean, that's like, that's another yeah. that's another plus column for her for her he truth saying. Yeah. Uh, okay. So what about like Steve Bannon or Rancid Pubes or any of them? I mean, I don't think she cared for either of them. She didn't talk a lot about either one. Um, you know, she did make a point of, of of saying about Bannon when he was hired. She said she didn't think that he was necessarily hired by Trump because Trump loved him. It was all of the Mercers, all of those high level billionaire people. Um, yeah, with the super PACs. Placed him in. Yeah, kind of placed him in. And so she was, yeah, he's probably racist. You know, I shouldn't pay him that much mind, but she noted about how when he left the white house after Charlottesville and Trump was like, he's a good man, good luck to him. And then when he found out Bannon was talking about him and was the fire and fury um, guy, you know, he, yeah, yeah, he talked to, he, he, then he went off on him about how he was the worst. And, you know, she knows that's the pattern of, what did she say him. about the firings in general? Like what, like what would precipitate them, or what? How would the aftermath be? Did she say anything about the fucking incessant firing and and turnover, or no. and just and just all the jobs that were never filled? Yeah, she said there was. Well, I mean, she said you know when they when they came into it and they had to have all these staff roles filled. First of all, Mike Pence was in charge of that, and obviously he's he's not so great at it. And there are still a ton of jobs that aren't filled. Um, she said they didn't have the people or the infrastructure or the know-how to even set up an administration. They didn't really know how to do it. Um, so it's just, it's constant chaos. You know, it's constant chaos, constantly trying to plug the leaks, you know, and then another leak springs up. So I think it's just an environment of just toxicity and craziness. And, you know, these people are all out for themselves. And it's it's really... 
and she we know if 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 for who if anyone doesn't know the official word was sort of that she used the fucking car service right yeah they didn't say exactly why you know we all heard the tape he intimated that she had you know serious ethical violations or integrity problems or whatever she never really found out what those were supposed to have been hmm. but she did deny um, the car service thing officially in the book yeah right? she, well she said yeah actually yeah, I think she actually did. She said that her husband was in the car with her. Anything she did was under official business. She makes the point to say, I'm the only black woman in this administration. All eyes are on me. You better believe I'm going to make sure all my, you know, paperwork's in order and T's are crossed and tapes and are ready to go, said, I guess. She said they give you a leather-bound menu when you ride on, on Air Force One and then you get charged afterward whether you ate the meal or not. <laughs> Oh, that is true. Yeah. She said Air Force One was cool. She did like that. Except for getting charged for the meal, whether you ate it or not. Well, you know, I guess it's just the things you have to And who thought, I never would have even thought with Air Force One that it was, that was like a thing with a meal. You know what I mean? Like what, as it, I don't know. How about a four course meal in an hour flight? How about go over what you're about to go do? Yeah, why are there even meals? Why is there a menu? There's supposed to be an office. Like, I don't, maybe I mean, have a like, snack room in there, in but for lunch. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, tell it's, us any any you know. Well, first, okay, tell us any. Is there any burning thing you want us to know? We we pretty much covered it, but I know I'm trying to think if there's anything that was really. Oh, this is funny. So when he wanted to, um, when he was getting getting to go through the inauguration, he he said maybe he should um, be sworn in on a copy of the Art of the Deal. And oh my god was dead serious and she's like i don't know about that and he's like come on you know i could i could get a commemorative issue going it would be a big and um oh my god she said then when everybody kind of looked at him like he was nuts he kind of pretended like he was lying and and joking and she's like i think he was serious wow so that was pretty funny um did you say anything about russia she doesn't talk a lot about russia um there's because, risk and then there's risk. You yeah, know? I don't. <laughs> right. She said that. No, oh, she the, she said that. Uh, all everything we thought was true as far as the Fox News White House relationship. That they even during the campaign and now in the administration, there's a daily communication between the people at Fox News and, and the Trump White House. They share talking points. Wow. So it's basically, it's propaganda television. <gasps> that that's a hundred percent true and real. Oh my god. Um, yeah. So she was like, anybody who thought that that's true. Well, through your um, through your yeah. having read it and us having asked you about it, um, I'm going to say that I like Omarosa now, yeah, I know, and I'm I know. on Team Omarosa. <laughs> I want to know. I want to know where you guys I was, stand. I was thinking okay. the exact same thing. I know you don't want to say it, but I will. This is this is this is what I'm. This is what my takeaway. And you okay. read it, so we really got to go. You got to set the tone here. She's a good writer. <laughs> I liked. I mean, I read. She's a good writer. I liked the book. I think she's she's a charismatic person. Yeah. Um. But I I think that she and Donald Trump are very very similar, except for, and she talks about this too, how his main flaw as a person is he has absolutely no empathy for anyone, um, at all. And she talks. Oh, we didn't even talk about his mental decline. She says he's losing it. Um. He's he's really starting to have a, a problem, and she thinks he has a because physical his, and mental problem because he's a swatch dog and diet coke head. She did say that she she did send him something that said she thinks diet coke contributes to dementia, but I don't <laughs> think they let him read that. Um, 
<laughs> she did. She's like, I think there's a connection. And I mean, to um, be frank, he wouldn't have read it anyway. That's true. But she did say that the whole thing with Lester Holt and everything was a full mental decline. He's repeating <laughs> words. He's not understanding. Like, she thinks he really ha- might have a medical, physical, mental problem and that everybody in the administration that she brought it up to brushed her off immediately. Huh. And was like, nope, nope. So she thinks it might be a Reagan situation oh, like where everybody's kind of covering for him. Mm. And there was this, yeah. a brief period where everyone was like, there was whisperings about getting him out because he was crazy. Right. Remember yeah. that? Like, no, she thinks yeah. there's a full mental decline. And she said, she was maybe it's because I've known him for so long and I knew that he didn't used to be that way. And now seeing him and the way he's processing things is so different. She's like, there's 100% something wrong. Um, <sighs> but yeah, so that was like, we need another problem oh, with him. I mean, yeah. But she basically, look, I think that she is an opportunist mm-hmm. as well as he is. They used each other as much as they could. I think when she took this job, she knew she had to kind of cover her ass the whole way. The recording stuff and when that started, I, I think, tells a different story than what she has in the book. But I will say this about Miss Amorosa. If she, if he is brought down by a black woman... <laughs> Mm. I mm. think that would be just so wonderful. Oh, so sweet, amazing, sweet, and sweet, that sweet. And a, sweet. And a reality show contestant to boot. I mean, and his reality show contestant. His, like his apprentice has become the master. Ugh. She, you know, you know what I mean. She yes. has become the master. The apprentice. She is one the, step she's ahead. His apprentice. That's right. It's like it, Kill it Bill. Really is. It's like Kill and Donald. To part love, two. I love that she is full Alexis Carrington season. <laughs> Finale cliffhanger with the tapes every day. It's a new one. It's yeah. it's really something to behold. It oh, is. It, I mean, I just want to say that ever since BB, Celeb BB, oh, I yeah. was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What's these yeah. feelings yeah, I have for Omarosa? Right. We started to turn during Celebrity Big Brother, but the turn, yeah. we have done been but turned. This, yeah, yeah. We're on, yeah. we're on Team Omarosa. Now with your new, your analyzing of it and The Apprentice becoming... Becoming the master. Yeah. And she made him. Because first season of that, she made that show. And he yeah, made they her. they used they, each other. They created each they, other. You know, they used each other. Now she's like, you know, checkmate. checkmate. And now I'm just going to picture her as Uma Thurman and him yeah. as the guy with the long beard. Yep. And, and she forced <laughs> eating the rice. And then yep. she fucking throat punches him and kills yep. him. Yep. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yep. She's going to stuff some of those papers down his throat. <laughs> That's right. He's going to be eating a bowl full of paper instead of rice. That's um, right. Okay, so Anne, I mean, it's all wow. been said, but tell tell the girls and burrs where they yes. can find your ass on the socials. It's nothing's changed since two weeks. Ago. <laughs> <laughs> two weeks ago. Um, it's yeah. So it's at Anne underscore Morris is my Twitter okay. handle. If anybody's interested, and in you that. guys can leave her messages on the Facebook uh, fan page and also on Patreon. She oh yeah, you check in with those, right, Anne? Yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll totally look at those. Um, okay, well, we wow. love you. Thank you. That was we amazing. Love you guys. Great work. Now it's time for So There's That. find one good thing happening because of or in spite of the current administration she hates doing it 
And it's harder than ever when all we want to do is be self-centered and endlessly analyze our lives and futures and pasts and look around our faces for new wrinkles and moles and freckles. But we're on a gay boat in the middle of the Mediterranean and the show must go on. So, meow, meow, what is your so there's that for this week? And I know you phoned this in. Oh, this is, hold on. Type, 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 type. Hello? Hi. Okay. This is me phoning this in. Okay. Yeah. Hello? Hi, it's me. I have uh, to tell you a cute little tidbit of ray of light that okay. would be good for you. So, um, because uh, we're talking about cult- culture wars and white trash <laughs> and all that's you know horrible shit, and it always feels like just like are they winning? Like I know, you know I what don't I mean. Know. Like that's are, a good question. Are they are they winning? Are they running this country? Are they actually winning? Do, have I been completely and utterly misinformed of the fact that I thought that there were enough? Not just minority people, but women and people who are not even not, just educated. Not, not ignorant. Just, yeah, just not ignorant. <laughs> just not filled with hate. Just Or is America actually 57% just filled with garbage well, trash people? Well, we live people? in a bubble on the coast. So. But um, I think that's a good question. And I just want to say, I don't think they're winning, but they're throwing salt in the game. And they are a throwing, lot of salt. Yeah, they're throwing a lot so of salt they're in the, the They're in the game. We're well, in a competition, and I don't think there's a winner right. declared yet. Well, all right, well... During the game, in okay. the game, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as we know, students have been the ones to really uh, kind of get the fires burning, like yes. really do some fighting. And as we know, there was the whole thing with the Charlotte and the Char- Charlottesville with the race war and the thing and con- yes. this whole thing with the Confederate flag and Confederate statues and these stupid fucking statues and <laughs> who cares. However, there is something to be said. There is power in... Uh, a visual and physical visual a visual <laughs> if you will there is power in it's sort of like when they when they um broke down the berlin wall like seeing people do that seeing people yeah. hammer down the wall and then walk through the wall and how sort of breathtaking that was and the feeling of freedom that the, that gave people pulling down the statue of saddam hussein is a it's a it's an empowering yes. move it's a gesture of empowerment yes so like when we were going to take a shit in the cooler. Yes. That would have been the same thing. Yes. It would have been us toppling the, <laughs> right. the establishment. The patriarchy. The patriarchy. The yeah. Well, at the University of North Carolina, students tore down a Confederate statue. Now, Sweet. this was a, sort of a huge deal. That Apparently, the statue was called Silent Sam. Of course, it was in North Carolina. No <laughs> offense, no offense. With all due. Right? I, love, I love North Carolina and South Carolina. But, I mean, <laughs> let's go. There's a lot of Confederate <laughs> shit going on down out exactly. there. Exactly. And there was this, this this statue of Silent Sam, and the students had been pro- protesting it and had been upset about it for a long time. The school never did anything about it, and once again, it's our history, you know, it's whatever. It's just like, keep the statues. Blah, blah, blah. A couple of these, these students basically came at night, put some rope on that motherfucker, <laughs> yeah. and pulled him down. And then strung that shit up in the tree. I wish that's what they did. him down. So there's a, some cool pictures online of showing, like, the statue being pulled down, and then I love just like it's secret, but someone's videoing it. I mean, and it's just great because these they're they're just done. It's just they don't want to even look at no, it anymore. No, we shouldn't have to fucking look at that shit. No, we should exactly. not have to look at grody people and and that are on the wrong side of history. Fuck right. that. I There's, don't care if it's history. Exactly. There's no reason anymore. Just across the board, and I just thought that was a cool thing because it just says again, it's like the visual. We should not have to look at the visual. Uh, you don't want to see. A, I don't need to see Hitler. I don't no, want to see exactly. a statue of Hitler. That's exactly. I don't the want point. to see a statue of any disgusting 
person that was right standing on the wrong side of the law. And even though the South wants to somehow embrace and whitewash history, so to speak. Exactly. You can't do it anymore. We're all, we all know. No, and it's a form of oppression. Yeah. Every single time right. somebody walks by that shit, it's a subtle, subconscious form of oppression. Get the fuck out of my face with that yeah, shit. Yeah, because they're saying, like, no, this, we all still, you have to look at it. Look, the black people have to walk by and see some fucking silent Sam who was on the Confederate <laughs> Army and some fucking, and it was like the daughters of the Confederate Army that put the statue up. And it's like, you know what, you stupid fucking bitches? Yeah. Nobody wants your Confederate statues. No. Nobody wants your Confederate flag. Nobody wants to think of the Civil War and that sides, oh, we were, it wasn't just about slavery. We all know what it was yeah, about. Yeah, we know what it was about, okay? And any so, woman that's going to be like, let's all hang these. Exactly. Statues or whatever, like, ew, go kill yourself. Yeah. Go make dinner and go kill yourself. <laughs> and you know what? So there's that. episode of dumb gay politics yay blah 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 words 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 <laughs> if you haven't signed up for our patreon podcast yet go over there and check out there's two free episodes see if you like it the best part about the patreon podcast is that we don't talk about the patreon podcast <laughs> that's right and angie knox always wants to talk about our patreon goal which she wants us to talk about it. oh oh right 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 well we and we never do but basically <laughs> um when we get to three thousand patreon subscribers we will add an extra hour podcast per week. So everyone will get two one-hour podcasts for a dollar, plus the free Dumb Gay Politics podcast. So that'll be three hours. That's three hours of podcasts of this bullshit for your ears. (laughs) If we continue at this pace by this this time next year, we will have met our goal. Yeah, because we've already been doing this one year and we're halfway there. Okay, all right. So, and that's very, 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 very exciting for us. And even though we are terrible about doing the rewards, we are about to start doing Google Hangouts once a week when our HD radio gig starts. So the $2 members will finally get their money's worth. So we, we will let you know when it's going to happen. But starting next month, we're going to be doing uh, the Dumb Gay podcast, Dumb Gay Politics Live after yeah. show. Yeah. On not really, not, H- probably not going to make it an after show. We'll or just do Dumb Gay Politics Live. Just Dumb Gay Politics Live. Yeah. But it'll be, like, live in the moment. Yeah. So it'll be, like, head, it could be, like, as we're seeing it. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Right. Like, woo! Like, in, headlines. like, fla- headlines. Yeah. And we're going to do it in the moment. So we're going to turn on the Google Hangout every week. So whoever's free and not in class or at work or in the bathroom at work, whatever, you can check in. <laughs> and you get your, your, you'll all get your money's worth because there's a lot of $2 sort of members that never get to do a Google Hangout. Right. So. Yeah. Um. So that's, that's yeah. I mean, you know, hopefully... Get on there and join. Things are going to get real interesting over the next few months. Yeah. That's for sure. And as always, it's been real and it's been fun. But mostly it's been gay and it's been on the boat. That's right. And Roman. It's been gay and it's been Roman. How'd you do, I? See, you've met my faithful handyman. He's just a little broad dime because when you not. He thought you were the candy man. Don't get strung up by the way I look. Don't judge a book by its cover. I'm not much of a man. 
by the light of day But by night I'm one hell of a lover I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Let me show you a rhyme Maybe play you a sign You look like you're both pretty groovy Or if you want something visual That's not too abysmal We could take in an old Steve Reeves movie I'm glad we caught you at home Could we use your phone? We're both in a bit of a hurry Right We'll just say where we are Then go back to the car We don't want to be any worry Well, you got caught with a flat wheel How about that? Well, babies, don't you panic By the light of the night It'll all seem all right I'll get you a satanic mechanic I'm just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania Stay for the night. Night. Or maybe a bite. Night. I could show you my favorite obsession. I've been making a man with blonde hair and a tan. And he's good for relieving my tension. I'm just a sweet transvestite from transsexual Transylvania. Just a sweet transvestite From transsexual Transylvania So, come up to the lab And see what's on the slab I see you shiver with anticipation But maybe the rain is really to blame. So I'll remove the cause. <laughs> But not the symptom. 